The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. All righty, welcome aboard 10 minutes after 7 o'clock, and we are set to go. We hope you are as well. Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner, Samfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed uh, law firm, employment law firm in the land. You can check that out if you'd like, and that means you can call, and rest assured you get proper answers here for the next hour, 48 minutes or so. And uh, walk away with more knowledge. That has been the point of this show for almost a decade. So so bring it on, 416-870-6400. That is how you call in, 416-870-6400. Lines are open, ready to go. And uh, we are standing by to answer your questions. If it's something about severance or being laid off or not going back to work or you got a vaccine question for that matter, that's been a really hot, hot topic for the last month and continues to be. Don't be bashful. Call in and uh, get some answers off the hop here. If not, after the show, lengthier conversation. Just as simple, right? Help at employmentlawyer.ca, the website, and one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is how you call in. I'll give you that uh, throughout the show as well. And a little later on the show, after we get uh, warmed up here, it's going to be, hey, Lior, can my employer do this? Some pretty uh, some pretty common questions Lior gets uh, each and every day and has for years. So we're going to answer some of those and some of these May not be top of mind for you now, but after you're hearing them, you go, you know what? I've kind of always thought that myself. Thanks for answering that, guys. So we'll get to that in just a bit. And your phone calls again, 416-870-6400, ready to rock and or roll. But first, wake the was, pal. How are you? Hey, John. I am good. I'm going to try to bring the energy tonight because it's been already, you know, it's only Wednesday, but it's been a a long week for me because I I don't remember in my 20-year career of doing this uh, so many intense questions, so many concerned people, uh, such a volume of uh, questions coming my way, most of them mm-hmm. having to do with the vaccine, mandatory vaccines, losing your job, etc. And yeah. people, for obviously obvious reasons, feel very passionately about it. Uh, and for, as an employment lawyer, this is a very interesting situation. So we're going to talk about vaccines tonight. We're going to talk about mandatory vaccines. We're going to talk about what an employer is allowed to do and not allowed to do, what your rights are, what happens if you lose your job. We have a lot to cover, and this is the time for you to ask your questions because it's not really about what I think you should know about. It's what you want to know about. Yeah. So call us right now with your questions, with your concerns, with your situation. Let's talk about it. I'll tell you what to do. I'll give you some guidance. Pick up the phone. And because I know there's so many people right now with the same issues that you're dealing with, you'll be helping so many others when you call the show. Now, John, I- I've talked on previous shows about the rights of employees that are being let go if they don't get vaccinated. I told you mm-hmm. that that could be a human rights violation and yep. that they're certainly going to be entitled to severance. Well, this week, a lot of individuals are calling me and telling me, well, my employer is now saying, rather than being let go, they're just going to put me on an unpaid leave of absence. And they want to know, the question to me, well, can number one, can they do that? And number two, how long can they keep me on this yeah. d- uh, darn leave of absence? So let's break this down as well. Generally speaking, let's let's take the vaccine out of this equation. An employer is not allowed to put an employee off work. Okay, period. If they do, that's a constructive dismissal. An employee that's been put off work on a leave, on a layoff, on a suspension that's unpaid, 
can choose to treat their employment as being terminated, a constructive dismissal. In other words, an employee doesn't have to sit and wait, doesn't have to accept it, doesn't have to uh, ask questions and wonder how long uh, can I be kept on. They can say, no, that's it, done. You've done that, fine. That's a termination. Now, that is the same now with the vaccine. In other words, if you are put on an unpaid leave of absence, you have the same choice. You can stay on that unpaid leave of absence. I mean, that's a difficult situation to be in, of course. You Mm -hmm. don't have income. Or you can choose to say, no, that is a termination. I'm going to get my severance. Now, potentially, there could be other damages as well, human rights damages. But that is something that you can do. Now, this all, of course, assumes that there's no government mandate that takes the decision out of your employer's hands. Because if the employer has no choice but to put you on a leave because the government says that they have to, that's different. That's going to be in very, very limited situations. In most cases, if you're put on an unpaid leave of absence, what I'm telling you now is I've told hundreds of people this week alone, is you can choose if you want to treat that as a termination. If that's what you want to do, get on the phone, call me. 416-870-6400 to call in now, as a matter of fact, and do exactly that. Kelly, thank you so much for uh, for hanging on. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Beautiful. What's uh, what's on your mind? Okay, so I work for a company. Um, uh, we're a courier company, quite large, um, and we have always been told that we have to take a 30-minute unpaid break. With the volume increase in business, they started two shifts, and now they've made it so that one shift has to take an hour unpaid break. None of us work up to 10 hours in a day. Hmm. My thinking is they're doing it so they don't have to pay overtime. But I'm just wanting to know, is this legal? Are they allowed to force you to take an hour unpaid break? Knowing you can't go home, you're stuck in your vehicle somewhere. No, that, that's not appropriate, and that, that, that's certainly something, if, if you really need to be there, they do have to pay you for that time. The practical uh, situation here is that the only thing you can do, potentially, is file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor to, for them to come in and say, no, if you have employees there, you got to pay them for that extra half hour. So you have that option. That's certainly something you may want to do. Uh, potentially, if you tell your employer you're going to do that, they may back off. But that, that is your best option in this situation, Ministry of Labor, because, no, you're absolutely right. That, that's not the right way to do it. Okay, so I just, I'm trying to Google it. I can't find anything online. All I can find is about five, uh, five hours, 30 minutes, but nothing that, that I can post at work to say, hey, you can't make us take an hour unpaid break. Well, the reason, well, there's a number of reasons, but one of the reasons that you touched on it is the fact that clearly you're not going to be able to just go and do whatever you want for that, that half hour. You can't go home. So you're, 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 as a practical matter, you have to still be there. And if you have to be there, they have to pay you for your time. There's no such thing as you know free uh, labor, if you will. So because of that, yeah, they'll have to pay for it. Okay, perfect. All right, thank you so much. No problem. All right, thanks, Kelly. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate calling in and your time. Any further questions? You uh, you know what to do. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. But here and now, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Hi, Chris. Good evening. Hey, how are you? Good. What's on your mind? Um, if you do not have the vaccine, you've chosen not to get the vaccine, and your employer asks you that you have to now provide proof of negative testing at whatever interval of time they choose, 
but they're forcing you to pay for it. Is that correct? And how often can they mandate that you pay for your own testing? So the the answer is that they have to pay for it as if it's something that that's frequent. If it becomes a substantial financial obligation, so I'm going to give you an example. Let's say they say once a month only you have to give us a COVID test, and, and you have to pay for it because it's not such a, a big financial uh, obligation on you. Then they could get away with that. On the other hand, if they said you know every week or twice a week you have to give us a negative COVID test you, that you pay for. Well, no, that adds up very quickly, and imposing that term can be considered a constructive dismissal. So what I'm saying, Chris, is that even though that may be illegal, quote-unquote, it doesn't mean that you can actually stop it. That means that if they do it, you can say, no, you've changed the terms of employment. You're essentially taking money away from me. That's a constructive dismissal. So you ultimately have to be prepared to lose your job over that, so you have to make that decision, but that is the option that's available. And they're asking for the testing to be done every 48 hours. Wow. Wow. That, that's a constructive dismissal with a nice big cherry on top because there's <sighs> no way they can do that. That is certainly excessive. Uh, are you part of a union, Chris? Yeah. Well, that, that that's the problem right there because the union is the only one that can actually do something about it. And if for whatever reason the union says, no, we're cool with that, then there's not much that you're going to be able to do. Constructive dismissal doesn't even exist in a unionized environment. So the only thing you can do, Chris, is talk to your union and hopefully you can get the union behind you uh, to, to, to grieve this so that uh, you don't have to do it. But that's your only recourse because you're unionized. Or force them to pay for it. Well, you can't do that. It would have to be the union. But yes, to, to have the union deal with that so that mm -hmm. that obligation doesn't fall on your shoulders. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate your time this evening as well. We'll take a short break, line up a few more calls there coming in. So uh, so get on it, 416-870-6400C. You get some answers on how, it's, uh, how it works here on a Wednesday night employment law show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. And welcome back to Employment Law Show at 722 Wednesday night. Uh, to contact Lior and his team confidentially, email help at employmentlawyer.ca. There's one way. The phone call works. That is 1-855-821-5900. You can also go to employmentlawyer.ca. Not only get the advice you need, you can find our TV show listed there as well. Get the compensation you deserve from the firm that has helped tens of thousands of people from across this country here in B.C. and Alberta as well. And uh, get the results, the positive results they need. But 416-870-6400 is the way, we, uh, the way we roll here on the show. We're going to get to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for hanging on. All right. Thank you. Sure. Uh, what's up? Uh, yeah, I work in sales. And uh, so there's a, a, a salary and then there's a commission part. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been with this employer for a couple of years. So I, I asked for a raise. And they decided to give me a raise on the uh, percentage on the commission side. Um, however, 
because we have different services that we offer, the commission structure is divided between each of those three types of services we offer. Uh, and when they did increase it on one side, they made it equal for all three different divisions. So in a way, I, it was dropped on one side and increased on the other side <laughs> um, to make it all equal. That was the explanation. Um, is that legal or should I get that raise on the part that they decided to increase but not touch the other side? So keep in mind, Andrew, an employer does not have the legal obligation to give a pay raise. Obviously, there's good reasons why they should. But uh, from a legal obligation standpoint, they don't have to provide it. So, but uh -huh. what they also can't do is they can't reduce your pay. So if okay. the net effect of what they've done is they keep things kind of the same, you're not making more money, you're not making less, they, they can get away with it. They can do that. On the other hand, if the net effect of what they've done is you're making less money, well, then potentially now we're talking something that's not appropriate, potentially constructive dismissal. So is the net effect of this that you're going to be making less money than you were making before? It's very fluid because, you know, it's hard to tell. I'll only be able to tell. We get paid uh, uh, every trimester. So only on the next, I mean, I can calculate more or less how the business is going. But, uh, you know, given that on one of the sides, so, the, you know, they increased two points on, on two of the sides, but they decreased a point and a half on, on the other side, right? Um, so I guess in the end, it's probably going to end up evening being so, so here's, here's what you can do, Andrew. You, you can, I would send a note to your employer right now. Not, not, nothing aggressive. Very nice note saying, you know, I, I am very concerned that with these changes, I may actually end up making less money. So I'm going to see how things go, and then see how things go. If you're kind of even out, yeah, you're probably not a happy guy, but there's not much that you can do about it. But if, as it mm -hmm. turns out, you're actually making less money because of this. At that point, once you've realized that, you may still be able to pursue constructive dismissal. So by sending that email, you're preserving your right to be able to say constructive dismissal down the road. And if you okay. find that you're uh, making less money and if you want to pursue a constructive dismissal, give me a call and we can discuss it. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate that. And the number to call out and reach Lior and his team, yep, one eight five five eight two one. 5900 but here as you know to call in for the remainder of the show love talking to you get you on air 416-870-6400 hi glenn it's your turn good evening hi how's it going uh, tonight good what's uh what's on your mind well today i well first of all i hurt my back at work and i'm on wsib and today all of a sudden after nine and a half years they posted a company physicals and I hurt my back back in May, and they've been giving me a hard time lately. So I'm really concerned about this taking a company physical. Can I uh, say no to it, or do I have is to it do something, it? Is it something they're doing for everyone or just for you? Uh, they're doing it. They're, it looks like they're doing it for – I only see like 10 people posted on, on the sheet. And so I'm if just it's something – it. If there's something that they're doing for specific people only, I'd be concerned to know why. Are they doing that for people that have been injured, or are they simply doing that to make sure that people are are, are, are all healthy and there, there's no help that they need? Now, one thing, I here's the reason why I wouldn't be too concerned about it, because if you do a, the, the physical test, the, the, the physical exam, they cannot punish you in any way, shape, or form if your results are less than stellar. So even if it comes out that, yes, you have back problems or knee problems or whatever it is, 
they in fact have to accommodate you. They, for them to do anything to you because of that, it would be perfectly illegal. Now, you can refuse. They don't have the legal right to demand that. But what I'm saying is it may not be worth getting into the fight with them because they really can't punish you based on the results of this, this physical exam. So yes, you can say no. Legally, they can't punish you for it. But do you want to get into that fight with them? That's up to you. Well, no, I don't want to get a fight with that. I was just concerned that they, they come back and say that I'm, my back's not a, an issue because I got like four doctors that have already looked at my back and said there's there's a problem. I, and now they're going to bring a doctor, and I'm concerned that they're going to try to say that there's not. He's going to say there's nothing wrong with my back. And, I see. So you're you're concerned that they're going to say that you're fine, not that you, they're going to say that you're not fine. Yeah. Then and, I, and I, I, I agree. If that's the concern, I think that you say you, you. I agree with you at that point. You can say I've seen enough doctors. Here's the report from my doctor. Yeah. There's nothing else I, I really need to do here, and I'll update you when my condition changes. I agree. If your concern is that they're trying to going to hold it against you by saying you're fine, then and you've already given them information from your doctor, I think that should be more than enough. You've seen enough doctors. I think you're absolutely right to say no. Uh, I don't want to do that. Okay. And if they want a physical, I could say, hey, I'll go to my family doctor and do the physical for you there and bring you to the yeah, results. If, if you have specific questions, you can ask my doctor. I can give have my doctor give you an update on my health, but that's all I'm comfortable on doing. Absolutely fine to do that. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate the help. Appreciate the call, Glenn, and thanks for uh, thanks for bringing that up. 416-870-6400 is a way to call in. Like Glenn, get some answers. Hi, Jason. You are up next. Hey, how are you tonight? Loving life, brother. What's going on with you? Uh, just a quick question. I was listening to the webinar that was happening last night. Cool. I kind of missed a part of it where, so I, I'm kind of stuck in this situation where I'm a con- I'm contracted out from my company to a third party. That company has decided that they want all their employees and contractors to be vaccinated as of November, uh, October. Sorry, October 1st, and my company wants December 1st. I'm not comfortable with being vaccinated, and I'm not sure if, I mean, my company's basically saying, like, from, sorry, November for the company I work for. Um, But they're saying, like, they're going to let us go, more or less, if we're not fully vaccinated. Is that constructive dismissal so first of all here's the issue if your company if the company that that you work at you know not not your your employer but the the customer for example is saying you can't come on our premises unless you're vaccinated at that point your employer can say hey it's not my choice right whether i want you to be vaccinated or i don't want you to be vaccinated it doesn't matter because that that person that you work for is not going to allow you in and i don't control them in right. that situation, your employer may be able to let you go without paying you anything. That's what we call a frustration of contract, meaning their hands are tied. They may decide, hey, we don't, we don't want vaccines, but it doesn't matter what they say because they simply can't have work for you. Now, if there's other work that they can give you, they should give you that work. But if there's no other work that they can give you except for that, that one location, they actually may be able to let you go without any compensation, without any severance, again, because it's not, because they don't have an option. 
because there's no choice in the matter. Do you understand what I mean, Jason? No, I, I yeah. So I totally understand. And sorry for a bit of my confusion speaking earlier. I'm nervous being on on air. Um, so yeah, my company is basically saying like, hey, look, we'll try and find you work, but in the kind of field that I'm in, which is more or less, I guess, considered construction, even though it's telecommunications, they'll probably just try and get me to sit at home without pay. So, so I'm not sure where I would stand then. You know what I mean? Like, so, so here's, they're saying here's, we don't mandate it till December. They want it for November. So there's still that month in between where my company, I'm still an employee of my company. But if they don't have work for me, then I sit at home without pay. But that's potentially not a bad thing. Here's what I mean by that. Let's say November, you can't continue working because of that, that other company. And so you sit at home between November and December, okay? Uh, December, your company says, now forget about them. We want you to be vaccinated. You don't get vaccinated. If you decide not to get vaccinated, at that point, if they let you go, that becomes a termination. Now you're owed severance. So if I were your company, I'm not saying that's what they should do. I would be saying to you, I'm going to let you go now for November because of the other company. If they don't let right. you go and they simply let you stay at home, you could potentially pursue a termination or a constructive dismissal when your own company's rule comes into effect in December. Right. Do you know what okay. I mean? Yep, no, 100%. So that's actually that not a bad a thing. You, 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 your worst case scenario is that they let you go right away because of that other company. That's, that's your severing. worst case scenario. Without severance. Without, and I've been there 20 years, which is the kind of kicker for me. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> There'd be a lot of severance that you'd be owed, for sure. But if they yeah. don't let you go, once the, the company, your company's rule comes into effect in December, at that point, yeah, you absolutely would be owed severance. So if and when that happens, if you're still employed come December the 1st and then something happens to your status, give me a call at that point and I'll help you get severance. Okay, now one stupid question. What if I was to go on sick leave because of COVID before November? Uh, if you went on sick leave because you get COVID? No, be because of like the stress of COVID. Like I can't deal with all this stuff going on. So if, yeah. I, if I went on mental health leave before November, how would that situation then work out for me? Yeah, well, actually it could work out fairly well. Listen, you talk to your doctor. I'm not a doctor, but if your doctor says for health reasons you should not be working and the doctor gives you a note to that effect, then you can be off as long as the doctor says, and realistically, no one's going to touch you once you're off work. If they even try, then we can deal with that and, and come down pretty hard on them. So that is not a bad option. I've actually been advising people that if you feel that the stress, the anxiety is too much for you, talk to your doctor. See what your doctor says. If your doctor feels you should be off work, then yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Awesome. Thank you so much for all your help. Thanks for your call, Jason. Appreciate it. You want to reach out to any further to Lior, you can do so. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, the email address, and one 821 5900 is the phone number. So get some more calls lined up, 416-870-6400. In the meantime, slide over to what we were going to talk about tonight if we had time, and we got some time. That is, Lior, can my employer do this? I know you've whittled this list down a little bit, and uh, the first couple will probably uh, glance over because we already talked about it, but... Yeah, I know you put these together, and it's good to to revisit these these points once in a while because you get a ton of phone calls and emails every day with these exact questions, right? 
That's exactly right. Most of the time when I get a question or an email, it starts with the words, Lior, can my employer do dot, dot, dot. So I've taken some of those very common ones, the ones I'm seeing a lot today. So let, let's chat about them. Mm-hmm. Well, first one is this, and this has been a big topic for the last year and a half, and it continues to be a problem. That is, Lior, can my employer keep me on a layoff or leave indefinitely? Sure. Huge question. Big question. I've been getting this question hundreds and hundreds of times since uh, the pandemic first started last year. So let's uh, answer it this way. It's not can they keep you uh, on it indefinitely. It's the fact that they didn't have a right to put you on it to begin with. Despite the pandemic or regardless of the pandemic, an employer does not have the automatic right to put an employee off on a leave or on a layoff. Uh, They don't. If they do, you as the employee have the right to consider that a termination of employment. You don't have to, obviously. You can choose to say, understand, I accept this layoff, and I'll sit at home until you call me back. With that option, well, you could be sitting at home, I I don't know, for months, maybe years, until your employer calls you back. So let's call that option one. Option two is that you can say, now, yesterday, tomorrow, whenever you want, No, by putting me on this layoff, you've terminated my employment. I'm deciding that. And because of that, now, employer, you have to pay me my severance. So keep in mind, it's not how long they can keep you. It's the fact that they didn't have a right to put you on it to begin with. If you want to get your severance, if you want to say enough is enough, let's talk about that. I'll help you do it. Lior, as a result of COVID, can my employer change my job hours of work, stuff like that? That is another question that I've been getting a lot, very common one, and the answer is no. Constructive dismissal, the the term constructive dismissal should always come to mind when we're talking about changes to terms of employment, and that has not gone away, has not, during the pandemic. I know there's confusion and there's misinformation that no, there's no constructive dismissal during that pandemic. Of course there is. So if your job duties have changed in a significant way, if your pay has been reduced, or if your shifts and hours have changed, maybe your employer decided that they're going to relocate to a completely different location. In any of those situations, you may be able to say, that's a constructive dismissal. I am deciding that you, employer, has have breached the terms of employment, and because of that, that is a termination of employment. So even though it's a pandemic, even though an employer has to make changes, the law still remains Mm -hmm. the law. That's not me saying that. That's the law saying it. You can choose to treat that change of terms of employment as a constructive dismissal. Still got some time. 416-870-6400. Any of these questions I'm asking pique your interest, feel free to call through with your own question. You still got a few minutes left here in the show, quite a bit actually. So don't hesitate. 416-870-6400. How about for those people that have been off, uh, not off, but they've been at home working for, I don't know, over a year, year and a half in some cases, and now their employer's like, okay, everybody, too bad you moved to Innisfil, you're coming back to work. And some of them don't want to. And they think, I like it at home, I'm comfy. Can I just keep doing this? Do I have any right to stay home? Well, of course they'd want to stay home. Innisfil is lovely, no question. <laughs> but beyond that, the, the reality is that if you're, if you, before the pandemic, were working in the office, and during the pandemic, you know, it's a serious situation, we're trying to keep people safe, you, you're working from home. Well, at that point, your employer now, or at this point, the employer can say, now we want you back. 
we want to go mm-hmm. back to the way things were pre-pandemic. An employer is allowed to do that. And if you say, well, no, I don't want to do that. I've moved. I've, I'm comfortable. I've built up my nice home office. I want to work from home. Your employer does not have to allow that to happen. Your employer can say, well, if you don't come back to the way things were, I'm going to consider that a resignation or I'm going to potentially terminate you for cause or for abandoning your job. So you have to, to if, if you're going to assume that you can work from home and that you're going to continue that, doing that forever before you move, before you, uh, you know, renovate your house so you can you know, work from home, talk to your employer. See what their long-term plans are. Maybe you can reach some sort of a compromise. I'll work in the office one day. I'll work a couple of days from home. But ultimately, an employer can require you to go back to the office if that's what you were doing before the pandemic. Let's bounce over to a call. Got uh, Josh on the line. Josh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. How are you? Oh, doing good. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Much appreciated. You bet. Love it. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I'm an educator, uh, teacher, and as such, um, it's kind of like I'm a contract employee, but not. I've been working at the same place for almost a decade, which I mean, I know it means I'm not a contract employee. But in the way in which I am is that every new term, I get a new classes. So my hours may fluctuate depending on what classes the school is offering or not. And my question is, if I got a schedule, let's say one term, where it was dramatically less hours, or they're mandating like hours on a Saturday or something very out of the usual, is there any case where I can treat it as constructive dismissal because my hours change kind of as That's a great question, Josh, so let me answer it. So obviously over the 10 years that you've been there, there's been some sort of a baseline that's been established. So yes, your hours can change, but they change within a range. You know, maybe it's five hours more or three hours less, but it's within a range. So we can kind of look at what's happened over the last 10 years and have a range. If, if now what happens is your employer imposes a change that's vastly different, that's completely outside of this range, uh, then, yeah, that can absolutely be a constructive dismissal. So okay. if you used to go from, I don't know, uh, 35 hours to anywhere from 35 to 45, now they want you to work 20 hours. Wait a second. That is right. way outside what we've done. That's way outside from what's acceptable. And, yeah, you can say constructive dismissal. But again, the change would have to be something that's very different than what's happened before. Yeah, I understand that makes sense. And would that also include, like, typically in school, you're only teaching from Monday to Friday. If they said, okay, you're teaching Saturday classes now, would that be considered a a very different change? Because that's not typical. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it's not something you've done before, if you've never worked and it's always been kind of Monday to Friday, yeah, certainly having you work weekends is is a big deal. It's a huge change. So that would be easily a constructive dismissal. Okay, great. uh, That actually gives me a lot of information. Much appreciated. Appreciate it, Josh. That's what we uh, aim to do on the show here in half for the last nine years. So we appreciate you uh, calling through and taking the time as well. You want to have a further conversation or just in the future if you need it, one 821 5900 Let me ask you this, though, as we wind down here, and a lot of this has happened with COVID. Unfortunately, a lot of businesses not doing too well. But can my employer avoid paying me severance if the business is suffering because of COVID? Yeah, and that is certainly a concern that a lot of employees have. You know, if the if the employer says, "Well, we're not doing well, so we're not going to pay you severance," can mm-hmm. they do that? No, they can't. And the reason is 
it's not something that the employer pays if they want to or if they can or if they think they should. An employer has to pay severance because it's a legal obligation. So just like you can't say, uh, I'm not going to pay my taxes this year because uh, I'm not doing well, that's not legal. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have to pay your taxes. Well, an employer has to pay severance. That's simply what the law is. Now, you know, though, the old saying that you can't get blood from a stone. So if the employer actually doesn't have the money, it's just not there, does not exist. You know, you can uh, look in the bank, it's, there's no money. Well, as a practical matter, you're not going to get paid, and that employer may end up in, in bankruptcy. But if the employer simply wants to avoid it, to save money, to try to, uh, you know, do something else with the money, no, that's not possible. There, there are laws that obligates an employer to pay severance, full severance, up to two years' pay, depending on the usual factors, and an employer cannot avoid that even during the pandemic. Let's get to one quick email here before we uh, wrap. Sean says, I was let go for cause because my employer said I missed too many days of work for medical reasons. Can they do that? Nonsense. My gosh, I've heard that actually recently too. You cannot be penalized because you're sick. Full stop. You can't. The whole point of penalizing someone is to try to correct behavior, to punish someone for something bad that they did. Well, if you're sick, what have you done that's bad? You haven't right. chosen to be sick. You haven't chosen to you know, deliberately miss days yep. of work. So that's nonsense. Not only can your employer not fire you for cause, that could potentially be a human rights violation. It's a wrongful dismissal. It's illegal. And that is a good way to end it off tonight. We're back in the weekend. And, of course, you can catch the TV show and replays of that anytime. Simply go to employmentlawyer.ca, employmentlawyer.ca. As well, there's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the website that gives you a ton of employment law information. Even before you got a call to your, you can go to the website, free and anonymous. And the phone call, that does work, too. 1-855-821-5900, anytime you would like. Stick around, though. On Point is coming right back. Our pal Alex Pearson takes over again right here on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.